Welcome to All the Little F's podcast, where we talk faith, family, fun, in no particular order, because like most things, these subjects intertwine. I'm your hostess, Martha, and joining me is my mister, Marvell. Hello, everyone. All right, all right, that's your hello. <laughs> Today, we're talking about missing people, missing children, people that may have just disappeared. Do you know anyone that's disappeared? I don't know anyone in particular. I just, you know, over the years, you've obviously, you've heard stories of disappearances and things of that nature. Yeah. I think my mom told me a story, like, when I was little about, I think it was her mother's sister who disappeared. She was married to a German soldier during the war, and she got onto a train, headed out west, and never returned, and blah, blah, you know, that's all I remember. I do think I, I diverted a missing person report. Um, my friend Rosie and I went out drinking one time at a bar. And as I'm in the parking lot by my car, I see a man approach her trying to like pull her off into the car saying that she was going to be arrested for public drunkenness, that, you know, she's under arrest. And I'm like running up and I'm like, let go of my friend. During the time, you know, you're just trying to get away from that situation. And we're just trying to get away from this guy that is saying that my friend is being arrested. I, I was at the car and she came out of the bar after me. So it didn't look like we were together. And he, he prayed on her. He came out in between vehicles right. and said, you know, I'm, I'm a police officer. I'm a security, something like that. And grabbing my friend and trying to pull her off. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Weeks later, that's when Tracy Ocasio came up missing and then a few weeks after that there was another girl that um was an attempted murder and it's all with the same suspect and i promise you it looks like the same guy if i would have gave a report of like what that guy looked like i would have said a light-skinned bald guy mm -hmm. that's right. exactly what um tracy ocasio's um what do they call it suspect looked like and I think it was James Hathaway is the convicted guy. Yeah, it was in the same area. You know, he frequent uh, the same bars that Rosie and I were frequenting. So, you know, looking back on it, I think that we really diverted um, a disappearance there, really, because it was the same type of bars that he frequented. It was the same MO, the same like things that he would say to girls like, oh, I'm security. Oh, I'm a police officer. It looked just like him, a bald headed, light skinned guy. I think we did divert something. So I would say to anybody, if you see something happening, say something. Even if you don't know exactly what it is, I've been noticing that there's like this TikTok trend, um, you know, if you're seeing someone being harassed or bullied, you know, you step in, you say something right yeah. then. Well, yeah, ask them, do they need assistance or what's going on? Right. You know, try to be a mediator and keep the peace yeah. if possible, you know. Yeah, leading up to this, you know, I was doing some research about how many people go missing in the United States. It's around 600,000 right, right. Um, every year. 
Now you take into account that a lot of those people will return. And I think about half of that is children. And the majority of children, when um, alerts are acted upon quickly, are found and are found alive. But it's crazy when you think every 40 seconds a child goes missing, like abducted in the United States. And I remember another story here in, in Orlando that it was probably close to a decade ago where this little girl turned out missing. And I, I'm trying to think of her age. It could have been like four or three. But she turned up missing. And um, eventually, I think they found, they, they noted, knew that some guy that was kind of a child predator, he lived in the neighborhood, and people suspected that he might be the individual. That And eventually, his house did get searched. And I could have, if I remember the story correctly, maybe someone knows about it. That um, turned out that he had the girl actually in the backyard in a plastic bag in a hole, you know, like oh wow, it was spot on. And it's just sometimes these depraved individuals, and we don't know how they get the way they are, but they'll kidnap a child, you know, yeah. whether it's a boy or a girl, and you know. The FBI, the FBI says there's usually three t- distinct types of kidnappings. There's uh, kidnappings with um, a relative, and that's usually about 49% of kidnappings with children. And there's an acquaintance kidnapping. The way they disca- describe that is like um, a, a, like a friend, a fa- you know, like um, to the family. But a, a large majority of that, or what's turning into a large majority, is the teenagers who make friends online with people. So that's the acquaintance. And then they are lured away from the home. Mm. And a lot of times when when these teens are lured away from their home by this acquaintance, um, they're abducted and they're forced into some type of um, sex sex slavery type thing. Um, Right. Then you're... Coworker Claude, then his son, meet a girl online. He was supposed to go meet her south of the border somewhere. Yeah, I don't think they actually went. Yeah, I know Claude was against that, you know. So yeah, and then um, the FBI says that the 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 smallest number, but the one that's the scariest, is stranger kidnappings. And I believe they said like stranger kidnappings are like twenty seven. Yeah, like 27, 24%. Hmm. They describe like the, the family kidnappings usually being by um, the mother or by the female. And it's most frequently with children under six. So like when it's a divorce type of thing or um, that's what, you know, like custody was removed. That's when they describe that. Uh, it happens to both sexes. So um, girls and boys are are equally kidnapped by family and it often originates in the home with acquaintance kidnapping they said that a high percentage of juveniles are are like the teens that we discussed um and it's usually with female victims right and um you know some of the worst case scenarios is just like um I've heard of an incident where this government contracted company in front of Congress, and I wish I had all the information on that. Like I said, you can YouTube it up and look it up, Google it. And um, basically, they were kidnapping people for individuals. They didn't, I think they specify like maybe it was just like 
someone needed a, a girl with blonde hair and blue eyes or a child, black child with whatever. Just they were given descriptions and they were they literally kidnapped over a million people worldwide. So think about that. This is for the wickedness comes from the top to the bottom. So right. it's yeah. You know, first Peter five eight is a good description of that that of that scenario. It says be sober, be vigilant, because the your adversary as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may destroy. You know, that's the devil basically, seeking whom he may destroy. So you know, you got to basically watch your kids and um, inform each other. Definitely women and younger males and anybody for that matter. Right. Be careful out yeah. there. Yeah. The acquaintance kidnapping has the highest percentage of injury to the victim, um, e either being sexual or physical or both. Because right. a lot of times these girls are kidnapped um, for the purpose of, you know, putting them into prostitution or selling them in some type of way. Right. Um, and a lot of times there is physical abuse that go along with that, drug abuse that goes drug, along with that. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, the, the rarest they, they claim is the stranger kidnapping. Victim, um, the victims are usually female more than male and it occurs primarily outdoors when kids are you know playing alone outside or mm -hmm. playing by themselves um at the park or coming home from school yeah. um it happens equally to all age children from teens to school age and it, it says it's associated with sexual assault in the cases of girls as the victim um, another thing that they mentioned is the type of kidnapping is most a uh, mis type of kidnapping is most likely to involve a firearm or some type of weapon to uh, scare that child into going along. Hmm. Like they they usually with stranger kidnappings, there's usually some type of um, de not device, but like a bat, a gun, a taser. There's some type of weapon that... Make uh, them fearful. And, yeah. yeah. Um, only, yeah, so, I mean, as you read, like I said, uh, the 600,000 people that go missing, about half of that is children. That's a huge number. Right. Um, but they, they do state that only um, one child out of 10,000 missing is not found alive. But when you take an account of how many, that's still a lot. When you say, well, all of these children, you know, if it was your kid, right. you know, you wouldn't want to hear, you know, most of the time the children are found. Correct, right. About 20% of missing children reported to the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children in non-family abductions are not found alive. So that's why, you know, you should be vigilant when you're outside, when you're going to work, when you see something and it looks abnormal, take note of, you know, what kind of car is it? Why do I think it's abnormal? Um, right. You know, because like in, in the case with my friend, um, at that time, we didn't think, it, you know, we knew he was a bad guy, but we didn't think that he was like um, a serial that, you know, like he right. would continue to do this. Uh, you know, we just wanted to get away. Right. So potentially he could have been literally a serial kidnapper, rapist, slash murderer, whatever. So 
You know, the one girl that they think he kidnapped, nobody's found her ever since up until this day. So right. she's disappeared. And um, But he was the last person on camera at a bar seen with her. So this is the kind of scenario we're kind of talking about today. One of those, you know. In 80% of abductions by strangers, the first contact between the child and the abductor account, uh, occurs sorry, in about a quarter of a mile from the child's home. You know, do you know how many steps that is? Not particularly. 560 steps. That's crazy. I was thinking about like a quarter of a mile isn't far, mm -hmm. you know, and we've been tracking our steps lately. Right. Within 560 steps. The, the abductor will see the child and take the child. That's and they're that close from home. You wow. could probably look and see what 560 steps looks like right. from your home. Keep and that close. Right. But they also say that about, I think, DUIs. Um, most DUIs occur uh, near the victim's home. Hmm. I don't know why that is. I'm sure there's a weird science behind yeah. that. Most potential abductors grab their victims on the street and try to lure them into their vehicles. Again, that's why I say if you see something, say something, stop right. it, you know, ask questions if it doesn't look um, normal. Right. You know, you don't see people being dragged away every day. Every day you don't see them. You know, that's so not you, a you're normal thing. You're walking down the street or you're driving and you happen to see a physical struggle by a car. Someone's trying to get someone into a car. Definitely. I'd say call the police and um, potentially pay attention to that situation. You never know. Yeah. I mean, you would say how often could that have happened? But it happens pretty often where somebody does right. disappear or is abducted and somebody does see something. So it, it is good to be aware of your surroundings and take note when things are you know out of place or seem strange. Right. Um, I think it was, I forget which girl, um, but like I said, plenty of times that there um, are victims that are taken and there are witnesses to that. So um, be thorough about what type of vehicle it, it took them, with, you know, who, what that person looked like. Right. They had brown hair or long hair. You know, the, that information is important in the and long run to finding, you know, the child right. or the, the missing person. And as crazy as it is, all the cameras we got on all the intersections surprisingly these disappearances are still happening so we have to be more vigilant about these things especially pertaining to little children and um you know obviously women men also men are being kidnapped yeah so brothers hey y'all better be on your p's and q's these days about 54 percent of the victims of non-family children abductions are girls i think i said that earlier um so girls are more likely to be kidnapped more likely to be physically harmed during that kidnapped. Mm -hmm. Acting quickly is critical. 74% of abducted children who are ultimately murdered are dead within three hours of the, uh, the abduction. Right. So that's why you want to act quickly. quickly. If you do see something that's strange, strange enough to report it to the police, like we described, somebody being pulled into a vehicle, screaming, yeah. um, say something, stop it. Of course. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about all the shows we've watched over the years where, you know, how they ended up, the ones that they know how they ended up, like, you know, someone kidnapped someone or kept them in a shipping container, you know, 
kept him alive, wouldn't let him leave, and, you know, actually use him as a sex slave. And this individual may or may not have a whole family, like a daughter, a wife. You know, he's celebrating pagan Christmas and all of that and checking on this individual and be like, okay, are you, you need anything, you know, this to eat or whatever. And then lock them up in the shipping container until they want to come back and visit them again. Yeah. Like, there's crazy stuff going on in this world today. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's crazy to think of it, but yeah. They they treat them like a possession. Like a possession, yeah. I got you. You're mine. Yeah. I used to be really into, like, serial killer stories or just, like, murder stories in general. Right. But as you realize... Well, I would say I was really into horror. And then when, when you're into horror, you realize that reality is scarier than fiction. Right. And, you know, you start getting into those real life um, scary stories. Then you got to just kind of step away and like, that's just too much wickedness. Right. But then you kind of feel bad. My heart goes out to these people who just disappeared. Right. Where, you know, I hear of some people, um, their family just kind of give up hope. They say, well, you know, they were a runaway or they were into a certain lifestyle that probably ultimately caused this disappearance. I don't think that's an excuse. Right. right. So right. sometimes my heart think I know typically Hebrews 13 is a, a verse reserved for uh, people that are in prison, like in jail to remember them. But when you think of nobody has to be kidnapped and be shackled or raped or tortured in a way like this. This isn't pleasant. This, you know, they are a prisoner. So Hebrews 13 says not to forget to entertain strangers. Um, for by so doing so you may have unwillingly entertained angels. Remember the prisoner as they, as if chained with them, those who are mistreated since you yourself are body also are in the body also. Right. So I, I think that's where my mind goes with these people. I don't want to completely forget them because I, I'm not saying that we're the only people thinking of them, right. but there's probably not a lot of people thinking of them. And somebody, you know, just kind of remembering them and thinking and praying, hopefully someday, you know, they'll be able to make it out. Yeah. And you hear, yeah, like we mentioned stories of people that have been, that disappeared and are still missing to this day. Um, Tracy Ocasio, these are local stories where Tracy, yeah, Tracy Ocasio has been missing since 2009. They think they may know who was the, her abductor or her killer, but because there's no proof, there's no leads. Nobody. Yeah, there's nobody. She's just gone. Um, during that whole time with Casey Anthony and her daughter missing, I think there were like three kids that came up missing that same summer. Right. And there was a little girl over towards Deltona. I think her name was Haley Cummings. Hmm. Missing. Never found her. Never found. Right. Then there was a little boy, um, Trenton Duckett. He was the two-year-old uh, yeah. missing from Leesburg, and yeah. his mother, his mom was doing some, I don't know, I can't really sketchy remember. Stuff, yeah, they said sketchy also. things, yeah. something about, I don't know, just doing some weird things. And she had an um, interview with Nancy Grace, and I guess they blamed Nancy Grace for breaking her mental stability, because after that interview with Nancy Grace, um, the mother of Trenton, I, I, I believe, you know, committed suicide right after that interview. Wow. So who knows? Um, but you know, we had those stories of local people, 
Um, again, Jennifer Kessie. Right. Not Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer Kessie disappeared. Nobody knows where she's at. Right. Her vehicle. They they have the guy on video. Right. But they because he it's the video recorded. Yeah, it's grainy, and because the recording is right. like every two seconds, so it's like every other step. Right. He is literally out of the shot every other second. Crazy. Like you can see his pants, or you can see his hat, right. but you can never see fully him. It's just it's. People disappear. There's children and women, men that disappear all the time. Right. And there's just no way to... The world is bigger, bigger than you think it is. And there's a... You'd be surprised. People just throw do something like that and throw a body on the side of the road. Uncultivated land. And that's that. You know? Who knows when you'll find this individual. It's sad. Hopefully some of them... Some cases I've heard of... There's mental cases where people mentally, they just lose their mind, kind of like Alzheimer's or something, and they'll disappear. And somehow they might be found a couple of cities, states, a couple of states over, and they're just homeless on the streets. Yeah. You know, those are... And that's what I'm saying. You've got to hope for... I mean, it's, not a, best, it's, it's not a good story that they've right. lost their mind, but it's a better story that they still have the breath of life in them. Right. And they're, you know... They're you know yeah, you know? Well... Yeah, there's so many different facets and scenarios. Like, obviously, we know there's, like you said, self sex trafficking. And um, there's another scenario we got to get into. We got to put that topic out there. There's organ harvesting. This is a, people, some people may not know about this, but this is actually a true fact. Like, people are getting organ harvest for their organs. Like, organ, you know, I, I was always told as a kid, this little joke and I thought it was just a joke, you know, when I was like getting my license when I was like 15 or something. Oh no, do not be, be don't put organ donor on that license. <laughs> it was like, don't be an organ donor, you know, cause I was like, why not? You know, but then later on you realize like, they know you're, they get your blood type and all that. And they, they know, you know, you may match somebody. And I watched the movie. I forget what it was called. It was like, Something, oh man, what was that story, that movie called? I know what one you're talking about. Dr. Navarro. Yeah. Was the doctor's name. And he had all these little orphan children that he was looking after. He was this good guy in the community. And say someone from America came over and they wanted to, um, they need an organ for their daughter. You know, she's like eight or something and she's a precious child. He's got a lot of money. And yeah, you go speak to Dr. Navarro. He's in South America, one of these Mexican country, Mexico countries or whatever. And um, he'll he'll help you get an organ fast for your daughter. She's on this long waiting list. And the guy goes over there and he finds this Dr. Navarro. I forget how much money, half a million, a million dollars. And Dr. Navarro basically just got all these orphans and he go knocks one of the orphans off that matches this girl's blood type, such and such age. And he kills one of the kids and takes the organs. Inhale. So. That's the movie. Inhale. Yeah. So that's just an interesting scenario where this thing, this is factual stuff. You know, like people, they lose their life over their blood type and their DNA, their organs, you know. So don't, don't throw that one out the window. That's, those are, this is really going on in the world. So. Right. Scary stuff. Yeah, um, Ecclesiastics 9, it reminds us that 
This is an evil among all things that is done under the sun, that there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil and madness in their heart while they live. And after that, they go to the, they go and die. Um, so this is um, for him that is joined to the living, there is hope and for for a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know nothing. The, for the living know they shall die, but the dead know not a thing, neither have they any more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Right. right. So when you think that there are people missing and they may just be captive somewhere, there's still hope for them to be found. Um, there was that right. case in... Ohio, Cleveland. Oh, yeah. the guy Castro. He kidnapped three girls. Like one he had for almost twelve years, and then he captured two other girls, mm -hmm. and he had them so long. had had a baby with one. So you just imagine, like with the one girl, Michelle Knight. She said her family just completely give up hope. You know, they considered her a runaway to begin with. Right. You know, so they never even looked for her. I mean, it's I a really sad story because she had a son. Um, that was in like DCF care and she was trying at that day she was kidnapped she was trying to go to a scheduled DCF visit with him mm -hmm. and so because she didn't make it to that DCF visit ultimately the state of Ohio like forfeited her rights and put the child into foster, foster care mm -hmm. so it's great that the child has a stable life but now that she's you know free Right. She has no Go connection. All this litigation and try to get reconnected with her child and try to get her. She could possibly get her right. I don't know if she has or not, but it's. Yeah, I think she said that um, she knows what he looks like and she knows that he has a good family, has a good life, mm -hmm. but they have no involvement together. And she almost feels like it's the best because of what she's been through. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sad. Sad. It really is like she lost her biological family. The girls that she was captive with, she never made a bond with. Mm -hmm. And then the son she had, she never had a, you know, has no relationship with. So yeah. it's kind of, it, it is very sad. There's tragedies that happen, you know. You but the good the thing best. in that is she was found. Right. She was found and she, she survived and she still yeah. has a chance. And, you know, guess what? When her child gets old enough, he might want to, you know, see his mother. You know, and they might be able to have a bond later on. I think he's like 20 now, 21. Yes. I, I The way she made it sound is um, she's not pursuing it, and he doesn't know who his mother is. So it, it's probably never going to oh, happen. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, um, we want to remember these people because while there is still life, the breath of life in them there's hope for them they they may be found they may be able to recover their life and right. you know come back to some normalcy and that's what everybody would want you know if it was right. your sibling if it was your friend it was it was your loved one you would want somebody to be thinking and praying and hoping for their return right. so even though we don't personally know these people mm -hmm. when i hear these stories my heart you know kind of goes out for them because i would like them to return right even like the girl that we we described she returns to nothing yeah. but it's still better than 
the the torture she was in. Correct. And um, yeah, I mean, we don't want to go like way off the deep end. I mean, sex organ harvesting is like that's like a deep end thing. Like anybody could be kidnapped. You know, that's a fact. We know women was like the most on that statistics that you saw. But, yeah. Um, anybody could be kidnapped. You right. know, and um, there's bad, there's crazy cases like um, Job. Let me just read this from Job. You know, it says um, Job nine twenty four. The earth is given into the hands of the wicked, and uh, just that's just paraphrasing it. And um, there's family. There, there's old stories in the old days. I, I forget. Is that Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Is that after a real family? They used to kidnap people. I mean, I might um, be a bit stretching. I I never looked. I think it's based it, on some like real stories, but totally fiction. fiction the movie, yeah. Like, obviously, yeah. All the craziness. They've been making movies like over ten movies of it, but the ideal of it, there was some basis to like factual stuff. Like a, yeah, there was something. Uh, I think even the hills have eyes. That was supposed to be based off of a true events, true but you events. know that's. Always with like some liberal some, take. Yeah, some liberal and extra extreme scenarios in the movie to make it Hollywoodish. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, like even there's there's just sick stuff that just goes on, and you know, you um, Christians today, you have to be vigilant and um, pay attention to your children, all the way up into their adults. Like you know, let them know, make sure they're vigilant. You know, I know your kids might want to be, do their own thing. You want to, you hope that they'll follow your path, but they may want to do their own things. They may end up going to parties and, you know, there's bad things out there. Like they might want to, they try something. They might want to try something. They don't have the luxury of making mistakes like probably generations ago. Like there's fentanyl laced drugs. There's people trying to drug women at parties, you know, Mm -hmm. with, didn't you say that, that you knew, killed yeah go ahead. didn't you say you knew a guy in Orlando that jokingly said that he kidnaps women or makes women disappear yeah I won't say this individual's name because um this is our podcast and I'm just saying this individual just someone that I tried to stay away from at all costs because you know I don't even want to get into deep details of it because <laughs> if he listens to this podcast he will <laughs> know who I'm talking about and uh, I'm just saying this guy. He said he kidnapped women and shipped them up to New York, this and that. And I was just like, really? Wow, that's deep. I'm just like, I wish you wouldn't be just sharing all this with me. I don't want to know this kind of stuff, you know? Like, so somebody that would tell you something like that, what do, what do you think of that? How, how, how do I take that? I'm just like, nah, I'm cool, man. Like, I stopped answering his phone calls and... um. You know, do I believe it? Like, uh, I'm almost leaning towards, I believed exactly what he was saying. Because there was other scenarios that ended up getting this individual fired from the job that we were working on. And um, the people were just saying that the stuff he says just was so outrageous. And they're like, why are you talking about this with us? And it got him in trouble and he got him fired. So some people are just out there. Yeah. You know, and... I believe there's individuals like him for real. Obviously, we know people get kidnapped all the time, sex traffic all the time. And I think in Florida, we heard about a, um, a drug rehab facility that was 
forcing women into sex prostitution. Oh, yeah. They were, you know, yeah. This is government sanction, you know? Yeah. They were, it was like a nonprofit. They were bringing women in. And then, like, instead of getting them off drugs, they were giving them drugs and kind of putting them back into sex work. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was all the girls, but there were some of the girls. Some of them. Yeah. That's the how, that that's were, usually how it works. Right. The most depraved and the most mentally unstable ones, they just prey on them and throw them back into that, the depths of despair. Right. You know? Prey on them. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, I, I just want to get back to the focus of, you know, that there's always going to be somebody out there trying to do evil, right. to be vigilant. And when we hear these stories of people who are missing, to to have a heart for them, right? That Absolutely. if they're if they're missing, you know, pray. let us let us pray that they're still alive yeah, and that there's the hope Lord that they comfort them in this this hard time that they're going through, and that there is hope. Right, you know, that, they can return. Yeah, there's people that are looking for missing people and um, sex trafficking, and even people that have been kidnapped and. May or may not have been murdered already. There's right. people looking for them, you know, and we just pray that um, they're comforted during this time. And if they already demise, you know, pray for the comfort that of their family that they'll be comforted. Yeah, but, you know, it's a, it's a hard that's a hard process to go through. Because I mean, I mean, I, I brought up the girls from Cleveland. They were gone for 12, 13, 14 years captive. Right. And that boggles my mind that, you know, this man had people over to his home, right. had next door neighbors, and they never knew that there were girls in that house Trapped. chained up. Chained up. And I find that, I, I kind of, I find that kind of bizarre. Mm -hmm. You would think somebody saw something and they chose not to say something, especially when some of the girls described having to be in the backyard I think the one girl um, described having to, you know, live or sleep in the, the car or working in the backyard. Nobody saw anything. Interesting. You know, yeah. if you see something, you seriously got to say something. Yeah. You know, if it's True. ask him questions, you know, try to get to the bottom. You know, yeah. it, if there's that question in you, try to itch it until you have understanding of why it's happening like that. Right. But there is all, it, no matter the, the length of time, there is hope that they may come back. Sure. And it, let it be a kidnapping story or just a, a person that has felt like their family is no longer, you know, wants them and they leave to, to go find something else. You know, you hear of those stories too. Just yeah. hope that that person is finding some type of comfort, that they're not in pain, that they're not being tortured, yeah. and that they are able to come back to some type of freedom. Right. You know, where there's the, the breath of life, there's hope. And that, that's what we hope, is that they'll be able to return. Because um, I think with J.C. Duggar, she was kidnapped when she was 11. She was gone for like 18 years. Ended mm. up having like two kids by her abductor. Abductor, yeah. But the, she was still able to return home. That's right. great. Right, definitely. Elizabeth Smart, too. A st same thing, you know, kidnapped young, was gone for years, and then came back. So just keep an eye out. Yeah. Um, you want your children safe, so keep every, you know, if you're, if you're somewhere and you see something happen with somebody else's children, you know, make a record of it, you know. Um, nobody wants their children abducted, and fortunately, fortunately, most 
abductions do result in the child being brought home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even though even situations like um even like a Jeffrey Epstein, everybody mm-hmm. knows about him. Um, he had his billionaire island, you know, had royal family members visiting his island, had presidential candidates, you know, Hollywood people visiting his island. And um, turns out he was, you know, sex trafficking women, you know, um, women saying that he was taking advantage of them from their young adolescent age, 15, 17, 16, 18, you know, and um, basically sex trafficking them, you know, forcing them in some cases. And we don't know, maybe even, I don't know, but maybe he made people disappear. We don't know. We just know the facts that there was women sex trafficked by this billionaire. Is he the only one? Come on. He his reach and influential and, and people he he was rubbing shoulders with was like presidential people. You know, Hollywood people. Um from the royal family. I think one of the princes. Mm-hmm. One of the prince. Yeah. Come on. This is the highest level. Kidnapping people. Sex trafficking. So of course it's happening in our neighborhoods and our communities. So we just have to be vigilant, you know, and look out for our family members and friends, whoever you can. And if you do see see something out and about, say something. Like, you know, be vigilant. That's right. all I can say, you know. Keep an eye out for out-of-place-looking children. Most people know what a child um, looks like, you know, when they're with their family. What, what you want to focus on is most families ensure their children has a reasonably clean clothes on that um, they look well taken care of or taken care of. Um, and that during school hours that you don't see children just alone out and about. Um, now, of course, there is exceptions to that rule. The child might be um, homeschooled. They might have a different life, you know, a freer lifestyle. So mm. ask questions. Right. You know, kids are curious. Um, they want to answer questions. You you have a responsibility to that child, I, I think. So right. ask them, how did you go to school today? How was, how was school? Right. You know, um, little probing questions to see if that child belongs with that adult. I think there was a story... I read a couple years ago that said Orlando was like the number one hub for trafficking children because it was so common to see an adult with a child here. Interesting. People would never bat an eye about seeing an adult and a child together because we've got Disney, we've got the parks, you know, that there are grandparents here and extended family that may... So much sex trafficking happens through OIA and... A lot of people don't catch on to it because we have just kind of grown used to adults and children being together. Correct. Speaking of a hub, of Orlando being a hub, I worked downtown Orlando for a couple of years, quite a few years. And um, I know for a fact, I knew individuals personally. And I wouldn't say they were underage, but it was a form of sex trafficking. And, you know... It's to me. I don't. I think it was so well known. You couldn't tell me that the police didn't know about it. And there was this one guy. All I could say is his name was Mike. 
and Mike had a wife, and she was from um, Brazil, from what's the individual that I was working for as an armed security officer. Mike lived upstairs in, uh, in the, one of the high-risers downtown, and um, yeah, there was always a lot of women with him, like maybe 10, maybe sometimes I've seen 15 on a busy night downtown. And um, later on, one of the, the store owner told me that, yeah, these are all these women um, are basically a lot of them are from Brazil and they're here basically sex working. This is well known sex working and that one of them, you know, came to him and said, hey, she would pay him twenty five thousand dollars if he would marry her so she could become a legal citizen here. Now, they are willingly doing this. Apparently, this woman was. But. We don't know how many women are unwillingly right. been taken from another country here in America working as a sex slave, you know, forcefully. We don't know. And or like she said, Orlando is a hub for that kind of activity. And even with children, children ain't got no choice in the matter. Come on. Yeah, I think I saw this story from Vice and they were describing um, women from, I don't know what part of Asia, maybe like the Philippines or somewhere, and that there were a group of them being held, like no passport, no identification. They're not allowed to leave their work. Mm -hmm. um, work was on the first floor. They lived on the second floor. Mm -hmm. um, but the, it was almost like a, a, a indentured type of slavery type of right. thing and when the police finally raided that establishment yes the the women had papers like they were legal to be here mm -hmm. but it's very obvious that they were being forced to do things that they did not want to do right. they didn't want to work in the 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 types of conditions or live in the types of there was no way for them to leave they right. have no money they have no passport right. they have no means of leaving right. um i think they they described some of the women you know they had like a massage parlor on the first floor and then maybe they did sexual activity in the back of there hmm. and then they lived upstairs so I these heard women about a place that got raided similar to that in california an asian business and there were women that were here undocumented having babies you know, I guess the, maybe the children became legal citizens, but these women were undocumented and they were here working as sex slaves and yeah. you know, little things like that, massage parlors, things yeah. of that nature. Like I, I remember I met a lady, she was opening a nail salon and this story came to mind because I met her and she gives me this address and she tells me she doesn't live there, her workers live there. Hmm. And then I was like, okay. And she kind of explains to me that she brings the workers over and they have a place to live. They work for her. Hmm. She lives somewhere else. And it sounded like a good setup. You know, she's hmm. the way she described it is that she is, you know, just kind of helping people from her, her community, right? you know, come to America, establish, and it sounds great. Right. And then as I meet other people and they're sharing that address with me, I was like, golly, there's a lot of people that live in that house right. and then you kind of wonder is this still a legitimate thing or is there something you know kind of underhanded about this are right. these women free to go hmm. i remember yeah one of the the girls that she said was her niece came in and she was looked like she fell off a bike like she was all cut up and scraped up bloody right. and she was i remember and she doesn't speak good english but you're trying to communicate with her 
are you okay? Mm-hmm. I can see blood coming right. off of your leg. Are you okay? I'm You're fine. Thinking, I'm like, fine. Think about an episode of SVU now. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, you try to intervene. And I remember she's like, no, no, I just fell off my bike. And I even remember asking the owner of the business. I was like, what happened to your niece? She's really clumsy. She fell off a bike. She's really clumsy. I don't know how I feel about that. But one of the other things that the FBI says when looking for kidnapped victims or trafficking victims is looking for social cues. Humans communicate in a lot of ways that are nonverbal. Our body language and our facial expressions are just one way. The tone of our voice is another. Um, so they, they said, you know, listen to how one person talks to the other. And if that person, you know, if the abductee is saying things like, where are we going or some very, you know, there may be concern that they are being trafficked or they are being kidnapped. They mentioned, um, in terms of children, in terms of adults and children to listen, how the adult talks to the child, you know, is it something that. You know, you would hear a parent or a loved one say to a child. The example they give is saying Mr. or Sir. Mm. So I I, I get that. I I, I guess. But I know being in the South, um, many of our uh, um, children will automatically refer to people as yes, sir, no, sir. Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes even to even to young children to build a, a rapport and respect with children, because I believe they're just little people. I will research, refer to them as sir and ma'am. Right. You know, even my son, he's four. Sometimes I call him sir. Sometimes I meet children at my work and I'm like, oh, sir, what you been doing today? Did you go to school? You know, you have those communications, you build rapport with them. They are a child now, but they're not always going to be children. So right. respect them. Understandable. Yeah. But I think the, 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 point that the FBI was trying to make with that point is, you know, how is that adult interacting with that child? How are they speaking to that child? Right. Does it sound natural how a family member or a friend would be calling or speaking to that child? Right. Some things are pretty common and some things aren't. So I get that. How that's something you can look for potentially. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, you know, there's darker scenarios. There's um, there's a lot of cult activity going on. You know, a lot of people are still into these rituals. A lot of people think, oh, it's just Halloween. Oh, it's just Christmas. Oh, it's just Easter. We know that these are ancient pagan holidays, holy days, whatever. They ain't holy days. They're holidays. And um, on these holidays in the ancient Greek culture, Roman culture, even the ancient Canaanite religions. You know, even in Kemet, like a lot of brothers, somebody hear that, they probably going to get at me and try to send some messages and diss us on that. Because there's just these Egyptologists that just hail Egypt as the highest whatever. But anyway, these cultures kidnap people and they ritually sacrifice people on these holidays. And a lot of these people today know these holidays and they know what they're about and they still do stuff like this. You probably don't hear about it on the news that often. But you'll hear about some ritual type stuff. These occult type groups. And you think people ain't being kidnapped on Halloween, Christmas, Easter? These are satanic ancient holidays. The same people are still worshiping these false deities. And these false deities, a.k.a. Satan, requires blood. You know? So, 
this is kind of the, some of the stuff that we as Christians have to pray against and watch out for. Because it could be a scenario where somebody's going to be kidnapped, a child or someone kidnapped for sex slaves or stuff like that. And they can be murdered in these scenarios. All is bad. But the fact of the matter is these people actually kidnap people to sacrifice them too. Right. And There's some that happening. are being kidnapped for sacrifice. There's some being kidnapped for um, possessions like we described earlier. They come and check on them like a, a, a farm animal. Yeah. You know, some people, there are killers out there. Right. So you never know what nefarious acts, this you know, that person wants. Is it evil? Yeah. Mm. So if you see something out of place, ask questions, take notes. Right. You know, if anything, get involved, have the police involved. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to start your own podcast or something, and um, even about situations like this kidnappings and present the information i say do that we all should be talking and communicating like this and maybe we can solve a case you know by presenting all the information out there and it reaches across the internet and someone may see something and these kids could be found or this individual male or female can be found so that's just a message for all yeah I mean, I don't want to forget the people. That's, I guess I, as I, because one of my favorite podcasts right now is The Vanishing. Mm-hmm. And every week it's somebody, and it's just, it boggles your mind that you're 300 episodes in and it's not a repeat. Right. That there are continuously somebody, somebody missing. missing. And it may have some strange, um, circumstances leading up in other right. cases there's not it's just they're gone right and it's continuously happening that just lets you know how rampant the sin is in the world lust covetedness you know even murder you know killing people like this is rampant in 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 the world it's that wicked right now and it has been it always has been but um it's just as bad now and it's it's getting worse so you know, as Christians, like I say, and good-hearted people out there, be vigilant. And, you know, I we care about the missing people. And we care about people that have been abducted. And pray that, the you know, the how do you say that their family is comforted in these times. Mm-hmm. And that if they're still alive, that they're comforted in these hard times. And maybe they'll be found. Right. That we pray that that will happen you know? yeah we don't like how hebrew said we don't want to forget them don't that forget them. you know we're in the same body with them and if they're suffering we should be suffering also so right. when you hear these stories of women that are abducted um, children that are abused or abducted you know your heart should go out to them you should think you know my god you know rescue them save them right. you know find some peace for them you know allow them to I'm not even going to say return home, but to escape whatever that is. Because in some cases, I know, you know, they, they're, they're escaping one abusive situation and they end up in another. You know, these predators prey on people that are vulnerable. You know, they, the runaways. Um, so if you see somebody in downtown, it, it, again, how Hebrew says about, um, not to inter- not to forget to entertain the stranger. Right. And there's a reason behind that. You know, by entertaining them, you may be entertaining um, 
unwilling, unwittingly entertaining angels. You know, mm-hmm. you never know who you're helping. Yeah. So just show yourself friendly. Do what is right. If you're able to help, lend a helping hand. Right. And this just goes for the poor and the people out there that are, you know, maybe they're family if they're older and they don't have any family. So they're lost in a degree. They're all alone. So uh, Christ does say, look out for the poor. Help them out if you can. Ain't saying just, you know, you ain't got it, you ain't got it. But like my brother ASAP from um, Atlanta said, you know, hey, if you, whatever you can do, if you can do something, you know, hey, here's a dollar, man. That's what I got, man. You know, right now on hand, I don't, a lot of people got credit cards and debit cards these days. You know, you ain't got no money, but you know, what's 50 cents? If you got it, you could be like, like the scripture said, what Martha just read, you could be entertaining angels, you know? So if you got something, that could be a blessing right there. 50 cents, a dollar. So, um, yeah, um, as always, we come to the end of our, you know, podcast and we got a favorite scripture we just love to read and just this, you know, speaking to our Christian brothers and sisters out there that, um, this is our job, you know, to fulfill and do Christ's will on this earth to be that light he shines through us that light and um we teach this word you know because that's what we're, that's what we're here for that's what it's our job let's read that Ecclesiastes 12 14 um 13 and 14 let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man for God shall bring every work into judgment, every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So, you know, the Lord does say, look after our homeless and our people that are needy, fatherless, widows. If we can do what we can do. And, um, yeah, and just pray for our brothers and sisters out there that have been lost, that are kidnapped. And if they're alive. Pray for their comforting in these times that they can hold out until the end, till they are found. Right. So, so, yeah, just be vigilant and just keep praying. Stay prayed up and keep those commandments, law, statutes, and commandments, the Sabbath, the feast days, people that know what I'm talking about. And um, for the rest of y'all, just... Yeah, just always be vigilant. Look out for each other, your neighbors also, you know, and that's basically it. That's all I got to say about the matter. All right. Well, we wrap it up this time. Um, You can reach us at allthelittlefspodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, concerns. Did you want to finish all the contacts? Again, that was All The Little F's Podcast at gmail.com we do have a facebook under the same page all the little f's podcast if you want to connect there um i've been doing weekly updates about the upcoming episodes so you can find out what's going on have a heads up of things we'd love to hear from you until next time